0: welcome back to four geeks my geeks the place where geeks come to
1: geek out as always i'm Bowser. i'm t look it's two heads it is two heads one can we one day we're gonna be together and then we can oh wait this way Nope. and now we can be one head Damn. Uh, can you I really want Sandy to draw the god awful fusion that we would have just became <laughs> yes please we'll commission <laughs> that would be atrocious to so many levels I, think, I don't think so I think it's going to take our best quality no, problem is how long the fusion would have just taken oh is it not supposed to take that long no, it's supposed to be instantaneous. That's why Go Tanks took forever to get to that point because it was impatient children. Uh, From before that was so bad. It had there been a fatter, skinny version, see, Iggy gets it. We're already the fat and skinny version is the problem. <laughs> but hey, I'm excited to get to see you this weekend. True. We're going yeah. to make content together, and that's not going to be the case. We're just going to get drunk we will. and not do that.
0: We're just going to have a big slumber party. This man's is making me clean out my guest
1: room. Listen, I Honestly, told you we can sleep wherever.
0: And you're technically gonna be the speaking,
1: first. your wife said you need to clean out your guest room.
0: She did not. You got, did not talk to her. Ah. Now I know because last time you, you asked me to ask her something because you were afraid to talk to her yourself. True. That hasn't changed. <laughs> but anyway, if this is your first Geek Out sesh, um, this is it. This is pretty much why you came. No, it's it not. doesn't get it much better than this. <laughs> it gets way better when we bring our guest on in just a moment. But we do this each and every Monday night at 830 Eastern Standard live on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, so you can be joining us live if you aren't live now, like Bath, like Ignatius. Thank you guys Wait, for being, being live on YouTube tonight? right now. I sure are, baby. Or, if you're not able to join live, that's okay. We love you through it. And we love the fact that you're watching back on YouTube or listening back on podcasts after the fact. Um, Because have you heard? We've hit YouTube, partner! There's enough of you watching this bullshit. YouTube's like, hey, do you want to do this?
1: We're almost at 1.1k subscribers.
0: Hey, we'll take it. And this week, we made 22 cents
1: hey thank all of you is that before or after tax i uh i think it's i don't think they tax it i was trying to I'm remember so glad that once we start making money it's going to be entirely your responsibility to file all of that damn i think i'm just going to take it to my wife <laughs> like can you just tackle this on best. I'm still at 1040 easy, but with all the extra paperwork I get nowadays, I'm paying somebody to do my taxes this year because I can't keep doing this shit. It keeps getting more and more complicated every year. It's, it's worth the money, honestly. But honestly,
0: thank you to you for tuning in tonight because tonight's going to be a really cool discussion if you can't tell by the music. Um, it might be a little less hilarity than normal, just by a smidgen. But I'm anticipating some actually really honest, deep conversations about a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about enough, which is death. Um, I believe that we're going to be talking about dealing with death in the TTRPG setting and how you deal with your characters. But that just reverberates to a wider conversation about how we deal with it as humans, because at the end of the day, at the TTRPG table, we're all still just humans avoiding that scary stare into the darkness are you afraid of death
1: is um i mean if we really want to open that can of worms i'm more afraid that i'll actually do it to myself and of it itself so you're more afraid of yourself than
0: correct i'm more afraid that i'll probably kill
1: somebody else on accident in my lifetime I mean, that is something viable to fear. I'm more concerned I'm going to hug a tree at high speeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, already I'm getting
0: uncomfy, but bring it on. Bring it on. I've had just a couple beers to loosen me up tonight. Just a couple. Honestly, just a couple. But if you're ready, I'm ready. I'm excited
1: to bring in our guests tonight. Um, Ready, I they, think, is a bit of a stretch, but...
0: What are you feeling, then? Describe well, I medicine. had a
1: full-on breakdown last week over this concept, so we're going to see how well this <laughs> goes for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, then I'm really excited. I'm really glad that you're here for this, because this was a guest that you found first. Shout out Twitter. I'm going to be honest. I don't know... If this was somebody that Britt sent my way or if this was somebody that came up and suggested because Eli was pushing their uh, ghost fight because they were looking for people to play live, which I promise is on our to do list. I have not forgotten that portion of this arrangement. (laughs) By the
0: way, Wrath of Khan,
1: Joshua Khan himself, not afraid of dying, afraid of how I might die. See, the That's thing with Josh is he's either going to die in an overly comical way or overly traumatic way. There is no in-between with the life that he lives. That's so
0: accurate. That's so accurate. And Josh, while you're in the chat, name today's question of the day, which is without naming them. What's something you wish you could say to someone who has passed on? Oh, it's Mama Khan. Hi, Mama Khan.
1: Hello. Sorry, we just
0: Joshed you and it's not Josh at all. It's the better one um but we were bringing in our guests so (laughs) yeah get excited because they have done so much like the more that i got into their bio that they sent, i was like holy shit what have they not done
1: oh yeah much more impressive than we are
0: oh clearly uh um what have they not done and they still have time to create really cool things like ghostfy as well as other ttrbg things games and resources that We're going to talk about a little bit. We may just not focus on it, but please give it up. Give a big round of applause and all the kinds of chats for the one and only Eli Hauschall.
1: Hello.
2: Hi. Hello.
0: (laughs) How are you guys doing?
1: (laughs) There it is. He's panicking (laughs) looking for (laughs) applause.
0: There's only so much I can do with my... Stupid trackpad of the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, thank you. I How are you feeling
2: today, on this Monday night? I'm good. I can't complain. Um, I just got back from being in the woods uh over the weekend in the Sedona. So, you know, I'm I'm vibing on a Monday for once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Was that like a healing moment or you got lost in the woods and survived frequently? Your- and like fought for your life oh, it was yeah
2: it was definitely like going get trying to get out of get out of town for a, a minute it was like a group of friends uh all together just you know going to stand out in nature and take a deep breath for a second
1: <laughs> oh you yeah. see that just sounds more stressful than anything else to me <laughs> i know we are not campers
2: oh no oh no we had a cabin we had a cabin we were we oh, okay like, that's yeah, much we more out in the woods like that um no, it was cold out there, and I'm I'm not from.
1: Oh yeah, it didn't North. dawn on me that it's February and you're out in the
2: 40s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, see, like I I've I've always uh, you know I'm originally from Hawaii and um, uh, I live in the L.A. now, uh, but uh, so cold is not a concept to me. So I didn't really factor in as we were driving into Arizona, as like there was just like snow blankets everywhere that it was going to be that cold.
1: <laughs> be- Arizona so dumb, is I I didn't be- think arizona got snow
2: yeah right i don't i don't register that and that that's some of the the fallacy in all of this was that i was like it's gonna be hot and deserty like it is when we went in august you know um (laughs) so you you just wore
0: all of your clothes the entire time
2: just wearing layers for sure yeah Yeah. especially at night i was just (laughs) bundled up (laughs) trying to stay
0: well you like thank you so much for being here um i'm really excited for tonight's geek out sesh um for those that may not know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do as a geek.
2: Um, geez. Uh, well, I'm I'm definitely uh head deep into the TTRG uh, RPG space. Uh, uh I am uh, first and foremost a AP uh, content creator. Uh, I'm with uh, the team Made a Roleplay. Um, so we make uh, a bunch of things uh, predominantly in the horror genre. So we our our flagship uh, show is our Delta Green campaign, uh, doomed to repeat uh, where I do, uh, uh, both perform and work on, uh, the editorial, uh, with a few other people in the, in the group. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, uh, I'm, uh, when I'm not playing games, I'm making games. So I, I make a, a variety of different things, uh, and supplements for, um, um, several different games, like, uh, DD, and uh, Orbital Blues, uh, and uh, many more in my own original games as well. So I'm, I'm doing a bunch of different stuff, but just mainly in TTRPG and then film. film. Like I'm a, move, a big movie geek. I really like uh, movies a lot. Movies inspire how I play my games, uh, how I like GM and stuff like that. So it's those two things that make one, one person.
0: Um, have Can I introduce you to the word boredom? Or
1: dumb. <laughs> have you ever felt a <laughs> word and a uh, feeling at all in your life
2: yeah a little bit <laughs> every now and again yeah you know, when
1: she's playing everybody else's game like this sucks i need to make my own which is going to just be better than all of you no <laughs> see the way she just said no there is some truth to that statement
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no. of course i love two RPGs that aren't mine you're so
2: much fun oh but i prefer playing with uh like friends and stuff like that and how how being a player more sometimes than being a gm but um so yeah just
0: anything ttrpg really so how'd you first get into the ttrpgs
2: um you know ttrpg is actually like really new for me like i didn't really get into it until like 2019 and then kind of just dive deeper as the pandemic keeps going on um so yeah i mean i I used to um i i I tell people a lot i used to do a thing while i was growing up called uh role-playing blogs which is like tumblr based forum base you go in and you play a character and you write up you know a story about that and then you interact with other other people that way so it's, it's kind of role play based but it's more in like writing and, and like photos and stuff like that, you build a, a little t- uh, page for yourself on Tumblr as a character and you just,
1: you know, play oh, online. Oh, good old Tumblr. What a time yes, that was. A it
2: was a prime time and I was so involved. Um, <laughs> I wasn't on the Tumblr.
0: I was on the Zanga. Oh. Ooh. Zanga? The what? Do, do either of you remember Zanga? What the fuck a Zanga? I don't know Zanga! what Zanga is. The, Like the original blog social media like maybe i don't know the timelines where that fell in realms of tumblr i but, just yeah and and a game.
1: soccer coach came up so
0: <laughs> yeah iggy says really anyone use zanga don't gaslight me that was
1: yeah. my job <laughs> oh zangus spelled,
2: oh, spelled with an x i'm over here spelling with with x his, oh God. see
1: i did the same okay <laughs>
2: okay oh, okay okay
1: what forjan is this website <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This it's not like really four chan. Uh huh. Probably. Yeah. I don't
0: remember if four chan was first. Honestly, I
1: four I was not plugged in with the four.
0: Team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, young wow. bozer and four chan would not have been a good combination. <laughs> my parents would have put current Bowser and four chan is out. not a good combination. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I'm gonna look up four chan after the stream. You can't stop I, me
1: beg you to never do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so Eli you got into TTRGs later than a lot of people that like at least I played with like he's been playing forever but Mm -hmm. I started about the same time in like 2019 he was my first DM oh hell yeah (laughs) and the friendship continues it's beautiful
2: yeah so I mean that's kind of how it worked out yeah yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of how I I kind of fell into like doing like actual play like content too. You know, just while I was getting introduced into TTRPG, I met some really awesome people uh, that make up Mayday, and you know, again, the pandemic just yielded time and 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 a desire to like make some really awesome stuff, and we've been continuing on for the last like going on four years now um making making a bunch of different uh shows we have like a ex- very extensive catalog that ranges from stuff so you know it's it's super fun you know you build like a really great community around this space so you know it's 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 both enjoyable to be you know doing hobby work and also make some cool stuff for other people to enjoy at the same time
0: the longer there were in this space like i mean he's always been in this space but at least on an online basis mm-hmm. the more more amazing people we run into like the past three or oh god four weeks this these geek out sessions have been around some sort of ttrpg and it just solidifies the fact that all of you are
1: awesome yeah yeah. our spectrum is either cosplayers or ttrpgs we Mm -hmm. say we're wide range but those are our two ranges
0: (laughs) we are we spice things in like next week it's gonna be a hand-painted video game that's new very excited to talk to patrick hell yeah that's dope Come back next week. I will, <laughs> for sure. But so you you get into TTRPGs in 2019. You meet Mayday, mm-hmm. crew, and then talk us through that mindset that took you from I like playing to I think I could create these things, and there is room in the space for him.
2: Totally. um Yeah. I mean, when you know, when I got when I made when I met Mayday, we were all like. Geared towards trying to make some content base, and and everybody who uh, is in our group is uh, more or less involved in um, the film and television industry. We're all we're predominantly oh, cool. based out in LA, so you know everybody is either a writer, or a, you know, performer, person of crew. Um, so we all have a very really centric mindset towards storytelling already. So mm-hmm. we just were able to kind of channel it together and we have such really great chemistry um, and f- and friendship that that's kind of been able to make these really, you know, detailed in-depth characters and, you know, be able to, you know, play off of each other with a really great plot kind of and mechanics supported by it to make something that's kind of enjoyable for both like people who don't really, in- you know, aren't really in the TTRPG scene but are looking for something yeah. fun and interesting um, but at the same time, you know, still ch- try to stay true to like, you know, the, the the source material and the games that, you know, are, are being created by, you know, various creators, um, especially play, playing games outside of D&D, you know, and getting to look at like core mechanics and what what story, you know, what kind of stories these game makers want to tell that isn't necessarily high fantasy, fully yeah. heroic, you know, try to tell, you know, like, because Delta Green is all about more about like, You know, while you're fighting monsters, discovering that, you know, parts of you are monstrous in yourself, you know, and you kind of explore these, you know, these ways of how your choices and actions, you know, affect your character, you know, on much different levels and the toll it takes on your characters, you know, something that you wouldn't necessarily find in like D&D unless you're like, you know, a, you know, group where you're proctoring that with, you know, with your game, with your game master. But, you know. But there's tons of really great games that are really, you know, trying to tell specific kinds of stories or letting you look at different specific things about storytelling that maybe you're not considering when you're playing. Um, Just D&D or, or, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we're big into the past few couple couple campaigns we've been doing have been away from D&D for that very reason. We wanted to Mm -hmm. explore other stories and we found D&D to be limiting. Like you can take...
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> so uh, bad
0: you can kind of force your square peg into a round hole with like bringing your own homebrew into D&D but there's totally. so many great TTRPG creators out there that who needs to do that
2: yeah yeah there's tons of people that are already focused on those kinds of themes for you and you don't have to just roll a D20 you know there are even simpler mechanic games that like give you more space to like role play you know a lot of people are not interested in crunchiness you know they want just fluidity and there are definitely yeah. games that will give you that you know uh give you that option you know there's games that you you know people people have yet to really discover the the weight of like solo games or you know playing games in smaller settings you know and how that can really shape you know how you engage and how you build your your skill set essentially you know um because at the end of the day while we're playing games we're also learning how to tell stories with each other which is just a foundation of uh, what we do as human beings in general, you know, we tell stories, but we should also learn how to tell stories better and be more effective with our storytelling. Um, so that's always the goal, you know, especially, you know, even if you're just doing it for kicks and giggles and like for fun on the side, you know, you're still stretching those skill sets and you can, you know, yeah. meet, and you can yeah improve it because, you know, that makes it even more fun for everybody, too, because, you know, the when you get those really great moments that you will never forget, you know, that comes from, you know, picking up on things and, you know, um, taking a chance and taking risk and you know being vulnerable um because you know that's also about storytelling is being a little bit vulnerable um along the way
0: and the more vulnerable you are then like that's just makes the ttrbg story- storytelling so unique to me because it's just like acting but totally. that is a setting where like you expect to be vulnerable and or at least you should be but i find like it i sitting around a table with friends like a lot of times you don't expect somebody to be crying, like yeah. some but it does come out sometimes and it just makes it that much more magical.
2: Exactly. Especially when you have trust at the table to be able to do that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. safety tools as well to kind of, you know, support that and proctor those kinds of things, you know, um, and being comfortable with it at the same time. You know, you, you when you explore those kinds of themes or certain themes, you know, have to be also comfortable with you know what you find you know along the way because you you might have expectations but you know with collaborative storytelling you know how people react to things how people bring their input into it might ultimately shape and change the perspective and the intention of you know what you were coming into it you know but you also have to be open to those kinds of things and be willing to to navigate it as well um so it's always good especially when you have you know again going back to indie games you know indie games build mechanics to kind of support those those situations and those themes so that if you need um to fall back on something you know fall back on dice on you know on mechanics to kind of you know find fairness or to you know re-anchor things if it gets you know if it goes too far left or far right yeah um and you can recenter yourself you know as so that you're always you know Focusing on those themes and, you know, not not losing sight of the angle, you know, getting lost in it, too, because you can easily get lost on really complex stuff um, at the same time.
0: I wish I could roll dice in life, like the way that we (laughs) do. I mean, you can.
1: Uh, People might just look at you weird. (laughs) Like, honestly, I don't know. Let's just roll on it. And Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be honest. There's a lot of times I'm like, I honestly could go either way on this. And most people just flip a coin. Like, what way am I going to go? There's nothing stopping you from rolling a D20 yeah. or whatever your preferred dice is to I'll make that decision for you. you. <laughs> I
0: always yeah, pack dice with you. <laughs> just one D20. Keep them in my travel leather bag from Minstrel. Just throwing it a plug for an affiliate link. <laughs> There you go. That's what you get. So speaking of indie TTRPGs, you've created a few. Mm -hmm. um, Things like salads and sandwiches, an absurd debate game, or we lick toad goblins, which is a goblin CC adventure. (laughs) What's CC stand for? Uh,
2: Caltrub Core. Um, So yeah, Caltrub Core is this really awesome SRD that got made uh, amongst the pandemic. Um, uh, My friend, uh, Kim uh, uh, Lex, uh, made that. Um, and they've kind of expanded it much now over the, over the years, but it's a introductory to game creation, um, utilizing the D4. So it's a, it's a great way to like, if you're interested in learning how to make a game or a TTRPG, um, and you, you know, you know, when you look at different, so many different kinds of mechanics and systems, it can get a little daunting, but this one kind of simplifies just like the heart of what building a a TTRPG is. Um, and you know gives you just a, a guide to kind of create that stuff so um those gui- games came kind of out of uh, both salads and sandwiches and and we like to goblins came kind of out of just like taking a chance at building games and being a part of some game jams over over the pandemic um For you. yeah so you just utilizing that because the game is uh, the system is so easy to kind of just pick up and just make something and once you i feel like once you get started you know And once you like kind of everything clicks, then you can just like start just getting as more complicated as you want to get, you know, and look at other games that you, you enjoy and try to see how those mechanics kind of work and see how they work for what you're trying to like make when you're building a game.
1: Well, I do have a very important question for you. That's been a running, running question in the show. And this is gonna, (laughs) it's not going to make sense, but it makes sense for the show is a bread bowl, a sandwich. Same question. Is just the just the bread bowl is a bread bowl as a whole a sandwich. This is a debate like, we've had it, for about five and bread years bowl, now. Bread bowl
2: bread bowl has soup inside of it, right? Has soup
1: inside of
2: it. Oh, then the bread bowl is a salad. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, bread bowl's a salad. <laughs> what? No.
0: Yeah, it's a salad. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. <Nope. laughs> Eli. It broke the internet in my mind <laughs> explain explain um, yourself right now
2: well sal- salads are just a, a mixture of different ingredients uh, and stuff like that and the, the bread bowl is just a plate so it's just a salad and there are war- there's such things as a warm salad so I don't want to hear anything about like there's no such thing yeah, as warm salad so, <laughs> uh, so what constitutes a soup that? Oh, soups or salads. <laughs> <laughs> no, Everything's, either, no, a salad. Everything's I, either a sandwich or a salad.
1: We, a have, we have a former host uh, that hates that question with a burning passion. Uh, the, so as soon as down. I saw <laughs> the super salad on your website, um, I couldn't pass up bringing this to him. So the moment I can clip this tomorrow and send it to him, I can ruin his day. So, thank you for that. It's so good. Don't worry, it's already clipped. Oh. So, soups are dead. No such thing.
0: <laughs>
2: salad or best ever, best. Everything's a salad.
1: <laughs> Time it's is okay. a weird soup. <laughs> soup. Exactly. Soup is cereal, but anyways, moving on.
0: No! No, I can't make... I need more distinctions in my life. <laughs> Let's talk about Ghost Fi, shall we? Hell yeah. Because, T, you talked to this. Uh, this was something that came in your
1: perspective first. What first attracted you to Ghost in the beginning? So, I don't recall if it just Eli popped up with. X's new suggested or if Brit specifically sent this one over Um, because you and I had talked a couple or a little bit on X or Twitter, whatever fucking bullshit we want to call this at this point in time, Um, because you were asking people to play this as an actual play. Um, And we have a show called The RPG Project where we take indie Content creators and we're like, hey, here's other games you can play other than D and D. Fuck you, Wizards of the Coast. Um, And this was one that I'm trying to constantly find different avenues to adventure down uh, because outside of just in-game TTRPGs, death is a very common fallacy and a lot of people fear it in the sense of they're not willing to say goodbye to these said characters and arguably that really goes down to as people we also don't want to say goodbye to people in general and this is one that's going to break me, unfortunately, because uh, last week was a close friend of mine. would have been his 28th birthday. We lost him in two years ago to cancer. Um, and then his fiance was shot the year after that. Uh, and neither of those things are things I have processed in an emotional uh, appropriate response. Uh, and so this is one of those things, whether I do it solo or break myself to those who should not see me broken to that degree in a group. Um, this is on my top of my to-do list uh, To help me grieve and process my emotions Like a functioning adult And not keep drinking <laughs> Yeah
0: So for those that haven't already delved deep into Ghostfy Tell us a little bit for those at home What is it and what makes it different Than a typical indie TTRBG? Um.
2: Yeah, so Fight um, is I think I consider it both like a game and just like a tool because kind of like what, what he was saying that, um, you know, a lot of people, though, while mechanics are built in to most games involving how to handle death, you know, um, I have, you know, at many tables that I've sat at playing different games, you know, there's always been that reluctancy to kind of deal with that stuff. You know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people will either like, you know, I, that, I feel like sometimes that's the motivation of min-maxers and stuff like that. Or, like, people who want to, like, go out of their way to make sure that they're super armored or all of that stuff, you know, is to kind of protect themselves from dying. Um, so, and, you know, as, as somebody who enjoys, you know, storytelling and 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 creating like that, um, I I don't want to say I was disappointed, but I was just like, well, how do we, you know, it, it was more of like, how do we, like, bridge that? How do we get people to be more comfortable with confronting those things because, you know, it's just, it's just a part of, you know, a part of um, just what we, we deal with and what we, what we do, you know, and part of telling stories is, you know, especially in media is in one way, you know, teaching about things that happen in life, you know, and how people respond to that, you know, there's tons of movies and tons of television shows that, you know, brush upon these concepts and these themes and, you know, they, they do it with, you know, care and grace and with, with intention, um, to show you the bads and the goods of it, you know, how people don't handle grief and how those, the, you know, how, you know, someone might get stuck in those kinds of situations, um, you know, or how people do end up finding that, that resolve, that, that bit of peace, you know, and they're, you know, so we should be able to kind of, with the mechanics that these, uh, that any game makes along with, um, with some help or some, you know, comfortability about it, you know, you know, open your opportunities for those kinds of situations. And Ghost Fight is kind of that kind of way where you can either bring a, you know, your own, build your own kind of character and it's very like narrative-based so that, you know, there's no mechanics in necessarily the creation of, of a character um, which allows you to also bring, you know, past characters into this kind of situation because, you know, many of us lose characters along, <laughs> along the way, especially for those right. who who are in the hobby for, for years and years and years of have lost characters. But, you know, um, sometimes it, it sucks to lose a character because, you know, you had hopes and dreams and aspirations for them, and there's not a level... You don't always find the catharsis that comes with losing a character. Um, so Ghost was just another way to even do that, um, to to bring a character in and essentially, you know, look at some core themes um, uh and be able to kind of randomize those t- tables to be able to like ask and prompt questions for you to kind of explore um mm. and then and then after you get those prompts you kind of um either journal or you know if you if you want to role play it, you can role play it, what those kinds of solutions might have been what are those moments what might have be, uh, might be um that way you can you know set up scenes set up moments you know like the, the like essentially those like flashes that you would get, you know, at the end of, at the end of your life, you know, those bits and stuff like that. Or, or, you know, in how things, those themes get kind of pulled, you ultimately, you know, come to learn a bit about your character that maybe you didn't, you know, consider about it along the way, how your character reacts to like family and relationships, you know, how your character um, relates to, to the world, you know, personal things about themselves that they experience, you know, these kinds of things that kind of attach us, you know, that make us a part of, you know, the, the the environmental aspect of life that, you know, we hold on to, you know, why are those things, We why do we hold on to those things, you know, how do we let go of those things and whether you fail or not in resolving those stuff kind of shapes whether or not, you know, your character ultimately moves on or, you know, why do, why do ghosts exist, you know, people with unfinished business, people who are still tethered to the world, you know, and you can give the, your character um, that opportunity to either let go of, you know, the end, or to, you know, re- uh, reflect on why they might stay, you know, and and those can bring, you know, in the in a, a wider thing of that that can bring not only resolve but maybe hooks into something future where this character has still space and agency in a story later on, or you know. You know, it it just yields to just more ways for you to reflect and think on how you can keep telling a story, or at least put to rest, you know, a character um, who you who you want to put to rest. You know, who who needs that for both of you to to let go. Um, you know, so yeah, so it's a very simple game, um, and and Ghostfire also, you know, it just gives you that opportunity to play like by yourself as a solo game, to co op where you're playing with two people together and you're both sharing an experience together. Um, or to play guided in a traditional or uh, role-playing setting with a GM and you know a character, and that just allows you to be flexible with how you um, record and and um, make this this um, uh, recorded the the overall experience of the game. You know, you can yeah. write it, you can you role-play it, you can do a variety of things. You know.
1: The, I okay, think that's, the, that's what I was curious about: is what a session looks like. So yeah, I think the best thing about it is while it can be its own like standalone game itself it's also largely a very quick and easy tool to use that you can quickly pull into any pro like any system that you are currently playing (laughs) Um, because as somebody who's played 12 different ttrpgs i can confidently say like i'm comfortable with rules on none of them really have anything to deal with that. like oh your character's dead okay well here's now you start your new character and having something like this available because at the end of the day you take out your introduction your cover um and then your credits there you're talking what a 12 page pdf Mm -hmm. for you to confidently be able to handle a situation again whether you're by yourself and you're working through this or you want to run this At your table when a death takes place, it really opens up a guided way for you to bring something that's such a large facet, not only in life, but in games that is so largely glossed over, which I've never understood, especially with games like Dungeons and Dragons, where it's all about telling the tale of your hero. The tales of the hero don't come until the hero is dead. And that's just grossly glossed over, and anything that Wizards has ever produced, um, which doesn't make sense because outside of you making these grandiose campaigns where you play 100 years in the past and then 100 years in the future, and the deaths of those characters have a significant impact, without you signifying the death and process and moving on of these characters, they're you played them for nothing at that point. You lived them, and then you're allowing them to be forgotten by not allowing them to finish the final chapter of their life. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm reminded to some of the TTRBG's experience that you have brought us into T, that it's like you were trying to help us at least explore that option. Like the fact we once did a D&D campaign, Kingdom Come, but then we did one that was like a spinoff of 30 years later, and it was after the death of all of our
1: characters and, um,
0: and like the effect those...
1: that our characters had on the world. And it's one of those things. It's something see. I've tried doing as a DM, and when your character dies, I have you play out what your flashback moments are. Like, what is your yeah, character sure. seeing in those final moments? Because that was the best I could come up with. Like, you're I don't want your character to just die. That's I'm not in for, it for the anti like the climactic aspect of it, but like mm-hmm. it's not fulfilling. There's no closure to be like, all right, your character's dead. Either have one prepped or just start ignoring the rest of the game and start pulling it up now. Because, mm-hmm. again, you're not giving the closure. You're not writing the final chapter of said book. And I'm a little pissy I didn't have this for <laughs> you when we ran Kingdom Come um, because I'm going to give – small tangent we had a character death um and one of our one of my oldest friends jeff sits um went out of his way he wrote a song for a character performed it at the character's funeral um and he's one of like the only people i've ever played with that has understood that the full character arc to that degree and it's one of those things like i as a dm i can confidently say i didn't do that character justice in his death mm-hmm. But now with something like this, I'm like, because at the moment I started reading through this, I was like, this guy went right immediately back to campaign. I was like, I could have done so much of this, so much better <laughs> having just this guideline. I'm like, okay, so this, this, okay. And I, could, I replayed just that campaign. I was like, I could have done all this so much better and had so much more. Sing- I don't want my character. I don't want my players to cry. I want yeah. my players to enjoy themselves. And again, by getting that conclusion, by getting that closure, by getting that finale, you're giving so much more satisfaction in those moments. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, catharsis is also a part of our entertainment experience mm-hmm. as well. I mean, we we look at things that are troubling and, you know, there are some intentions to feel emotions, you know, and, and pull an emotional experience. So that just yeah you know so our goal is never to make people cry but if crying is a part of it you know how do we how do we support
1: people to exactly
2: comfortable in doing that and you know being vulnerable um enough to 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 want to at least cry or experience those cathartic kinds of experiences um
0: for sure so then how did you like figure out this tool set and this path? to help people better explore this side of not only a character's death, but maybe just death in general. Um, like um, were there personal experiences was a research.
2: Um, I mean, definitely personal experiences. You know, I, you know, I uh, have had to deal with deaths from a very young age. It's just something that's been a part of uh, my general experience as a human being. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm also was inspired by like various, like, things that have um uh like youtube essays that have come up or like ted talks that i've kind of listened to over the time um what is it the one that i cite the most is uh, Cinefex has this really great one of uh, 21 best character departures um and it's just a, a a list of various movies and just talks about the overall reason why we say goodbye or why characters say goodbye at the end of the day um and they you know it, go, it goes into a whole whole speech about it and it, it's really moving you know and it gives you really prime examples from uh, of different kinds of departures and how people have said goodbye or um and, and things like that and that that was kind of the core concept it's like well yeah like um death is not necessarily the end death is just saying goodbye you know so how do how do people you know and that's where the catharsis is is being able to you know, get your last word in to say your piece, you know, to say the things that weren't said because, you know, that's the that's the hard part of it. You know, that's the hard part of grief sometimes is that there's a lot of things to uns to say. There's a lot of uh, energy that was put into some to somebody or to something and it's not there anymore. And like how do we move that energy somewhere else? Or how do we at least come to a term where you can at least say goodbye to it and it's you know goodbye is not a forever thing but you know goodbye means it's just not going to be a, a active present thing in your current you know next step in your your journey but you know it's going to be there with you um so that way you can just find a level of just general peace so you know that and um what is it the, this really great type talk um from uh this uh, woman named Megan Devine um, uh, talking about how to help uh, grief uh, with a friend. And, you know, it talks a lot about, you know, that, you know, we often want to help people in hard times, but it's more about sitting with it and experiencing it, you know, and, you know, we, sometimes when you confront grief or when you confront death, you can't be headstrong about it. You can't power your way through it. You mm-hmm. have to kind of accept it and accepting it is not, you know, some, sometimes accepting it is just saying that sucks, you know, and, and have an acknowledgement and, you know, um, it's not good. It's not bad. It's, it just is. And, and you know, and being able to kind of flow with it and, and sit with it and be, you know, to allow the, you know, to feel that feeling, whether it's uncomfortable, whether it's joyful, whether it, um, it's, you know, angry or bitter and stuff like that. You know, none of those are wrong things, but it's just something that has to be felt, you know, and you just have to be able to be at least a little open and comfortable to sit with it and, or to sit with somebody who's experiencing that and just being there, you know, it's, it's about, you know, presence and, and, um, you know, I feel like that's kind of what Ghostify kind of allows you to do is just to be present with it, to to be able to pick questions that you or find prompts that you might not have uh, had been able to think about.
1: You know, mm-hmm. and
2: be able to comfortably sit in that moment and think, well, what what would it be like that? What what would be um, a small trinket that they carried on or something like that? When you know, what does that mean for them? You know, you can play out how that person gets that trinket back or, you know, or, or a variety of ways to kind of express, you know, that moment, but it, it just gives you time to reflect and be mindful and to be open, you know, and to, to stretch your creativity in this kind of place, you know, and, you know, um, um, and that, that's kind of like where the the ultimate like research came into like building that is just, you know, trying to articulate those kinds of those feelings and those, those examples from, from those, those places. Um,
0: but yeah, did you have to do, like yeah other people's brains to like where'd you get these list of like questions and prompts?
2: Um, I, I don't know. I just I kind of just I, I've just kind of picked them up. I, I I mainly just focus on those four core things. I'm also playing a game right now. Uh it, it's an old white wolf game called Orpheus, um, where we play as ghosts and people who um who or who can become ghosts, you know, living people. Um, and you know, part of the, the, the game is, um, encountering spirits who are kind of in these cycles and learning about them and learning about the things that attach them to them to, um, attach themselves, um, uh, and how you sever those connections and, you know, essentially put a spirit to rest. So, um, mm-hmm. kind of inspired in that way, you know, like figuring out, it was like, well, what are things that, um we are, t- we attach ourselves to, you know, we attach ourselves to loved ones and to people and to relationships, you know, we attach ourselves to, you know, um, personal experiences that might've happened, you know, th- those kinds of things. And then, you know, bringing those into those four categories. Um, and then the rest was just generalized prompts, just like, you know, something, you know, something just to think about just random things. Um, and, uh, you know, and then just putting them to to a, a set of a deck of cards, you know, because um, cards, you know, already have four um, four suits and stuff. So it's just an easy thing. Yeah. You, you can just shuffle a deck and pull a card and see what it is, or read through the prompts and you know pick the ones that fit the best yeah. for you. How, however, you want to shape it. Um, and yeah, and, and that it becomes really simple, you know. And and add a little, you know, extra like things to just kind of like make things a little interesting. Like there's some certain cards that have extra things uh, that go along with it um like um like sevens you can like um sp- you know split things you know you can you can divide some of your your tokens and successes to kind of bolster things you can gamble on things uh, on your spite um cuz uh when you fail your Um, your intention for, for your game, you, you earn spite, which is just, you know, the anger and resentment and the bitterness, you know, that goes, you know, we we often theme ghosts with, you know, um, seeing how that, 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 that frustration or that, that building of energy when you're not really, you know, rendering the results you want, you know, how that plays into a character, you know, um, how those things play in. So, um, but, but overall just, you know, I've just found that, you know, once I found those attachments, um, it was just simple to just kind of find something. And the couple of uh, times I've been able to play test it and stuff like that, you know, all those problems have been able to be really successful and it, um, for people to, you know, find those answers and, and um, um, make something really, really awesome.
0: So while you were play testing these and while you've encouraged people to do actual plays and you've been tuning into those um what what are you witnessing at these tables
2: um God, you know um i've definitely really you know the catharsis that we've been kind of talking about like really been yeah. able to see that with a lot of people and you know like especially in the after ma- you know after the after the session you know people are talking you know explain that you know um they've never considered this, you know, about their fair, you know, I had a session where we ended up drawing a lot of relationship cards involving family. Um, and this character did have a lot of background with family members and stuff like that. So being able to kind of bring those themes in about, you know, about some of the, 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 um, like items that this person had on their persons that came from family members and, um, they were able to kind of work out that, you know, while they spent their life living for their family at the end of the day, there was a person in their life that they recall this other relationship because the, one of the questions that they had was not a family related question. It was a, 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 personal relationship kind of question. And they, they talked about this friend that they had met when they had like spent some time outside of the family, they were on their own. Um, and they were by themselves and they befriended this person in a, in a town and they really came to know this person. But like, one day their family members found them one day and they were reunited. And then, you know, family told them to go home and they ended up leaving this friend behind. And at the end of the day, they never saw this friend ever again. But, you know, in the in the path of like navigating that, you know, part of something that their character realized was they lived so much for family that they didn't give room for other relationships that could have been significant relationships just as much as the significance of the relationships of their family members. And, you know, there was a little bit of regret at the end, you know, one of those tethers was learning how to let go, you know, the lost opportunity and really budding a a friendship that was really um, significant in their life, but they chose a different path, you know, and it wasn't necessarily wrong, but it just, you know, you didn't get to say goodbye to this one person that, you know, also meant the world to you you know and that Mm -hmm. you know so that you know that really moved that person you know when when we were getting into the final um end game uh, end game stuff where we you know we're talking about like how do we move on from here how do we let go you know and coming to accept the fact that you know as much as you know those relationships were lost there were still good relationships that were built and we can be okay with that knowing that there was a little regret along the way um, but there was still something made out of it, you know. And this character was at the end able to uh, be put to rest, you know. So it, it I, there's been just such beautiful like opportunities to just see characters at a different <laughs> at a different angle, and you know, and how people are able to kind of instantaneously find something, uh, you know, that they can latch onto, you know, when they're when they're telling these stories and come oh. out with a, come out with a theme at the end of it, you know, and a realization, and you know, it was, yeah, so. It's been really, really interesting, um, you know, ways that uh, people have been able to express themselves that I've come to find that, you know, um, and it, it does definitely move a lot of people. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really grateful that that people are able to find those kinds of responses and, 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 and enjoy that at the end of the day and then feel good. You know, like uh, I've had a couple of people hit me up after, you know, saying that, oh, I didn't realize this about my character. And I'm really, you know. You know i'm really you know happy to know this little bit about them and it, it's you know it's it's so i'm just yeah overjoyed that people find such great responses from from playing through this
1: i it's, think it's just such a healthy way to help discover yourself because a lot of times yeah. most people are playing characters of the person they want to be the person that they never got to be just totally. variation of themselves or parts of themselves so having this be a guide for them to discover, again, whether they disguise it as parts of their own character that they're going through, mm-hmm. they're really learning how to process these types of things them for themselves. Yeah. Because let's be yeah. honest, how many of us are going to go out of our way to pick up a book for a self-help book? Like, oh, here are the five grieving. This is what you're going to experience. Because so nobody... It's not that people aren't willing to admit and do that type of work, but the t- that type of self-actualization, it's a difficult and challenging thing to do. But when you have something disguised as a game that's mm-hmm. going to get you through those processes with a support system, because you're not going to play this game with strangers. That's not the... You can, yeah. but it's not going to have the same effect with you having a table that you can trust, be open with, be honest with, mm-hmm. and have that likelihood of you having... An emotional reaction to the things that are going to kind of play out so this really is a way for people to get those they trust and care about and really help them process things about themselves they haven't had the opportunity to and again you do it in a way where it's a game so you can almost trick people into like hey we should play this game that i'm trying and you can also be like hey listen you're not processing this so we're gonna Mm -hmm. act like uh, we're playing a game, but we're going to get you through these traumas one way or the other.
2: Yeah. I mean, it also, I think it also helps brings, you know, not that resentment is ever the goal, but resentment can build, you know, when mm-hmm. you lose a character, especially when you're, like, holding on to a character that you, that you found so precious. Yep. And, and, you know, usually, you know, uh, I like to the, see the, the good side of it, that most intentional you know, intentions is not to kill off a character, but those things just happen, you know, and. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is also a way to get people to find fair mechanics, to be able to process, you know, just the, the just that little bit, you know, so you know, that way you can move on to your next character knowing that, you know, um, there was something satisfying that came yeah. out of, out, out of yeah. this as well, you know? So it helps, you know, the health of your table as well, you know, and that's the importance of safety tools in general, or, you know, working on aftercare stuff, you know, cause this could absolutely be a part of, your aftercare with your table when when you deal with things uh, when when hard themes uh, come up. Um, so you know having these kinds of side supplements and stuff like that that support as many game systems as, as it possibly can. You know um, keeps tables going and keeps them healthy and keeps them safe. Um, But also, you know, allows themes and storytelling to also take place and do that emotional processing, too, because, you know, we all walk off sets, off uh, sessions, you know, with a lot of emotional baggage, you know, whether whether it's good emotions of being like hyped up and stuff like that to, you know, when we have to tell harder things and you feel a bit of sadness or a bit of frustration, you know, those things happen because, you know that we're invoking emotional responses in, in, in the way we're, you know, in, in telling stories. So, you know, sometimes it's about how we help decompress and, and process those things as yeah. well. Um, and, and giving support in those places, you know, cause we also don't consider that, you know, cause we often, and especially in the hobby, when we're hobby focused that, you know, this is just a game, you know, but you know, games also, you know, need a little bit of decompression too, you know, in the same way that in sports you would cool down, uh, at the end of a, a game or after you practice or something like that, you also need opportunities to find ways to cool down when you're when you're done with this stuff because you're, you're spending two to four hours, you know, maybe even longer, depending on your t- on your table, you know, and that's a lot of energy being put in one place. You know, how do we redirect yeah. that? How do we re- redistribute it back into the other things that we're doing and stuff like that, you know? So you're not just necessarily sitting, you know, at the end of a session, just like a lump staring staring at a wall, you know, sometimes you can help yourself get out of those things a lot quicker, a lot faster. And you can kind of go about the rest of your day or enjoy the rest of your evening and unwind safely, you know, Um, and not be, you know, know, um, being safe overall. Yeah.
0: But I think, T, you hit the nail on the head. Because, like, this is so needed and important, especially in the TTRPG piece, uh, whatever the space is called. (laughs) Because unlike other games where, like, you you pull out the board or you play the cards and you just, like, play the actual game, tabletop, you are that player Mm -hmm. on the board. And you are internalizing every decision, every thought, every heartbreak, every victory. And it is, like T said, we make characters either based, whether subconsciously or unconsciously, um, characters we want to be or are the opposite of who we are, but still exploring different pieces of our own humanity. And I am just thrilled that you've created a space for people to deal with the death of that, which can be really heartbreaking but like you said it gets minimized because it's just a game like why why do i feel this heartbroken why am i this sad well it's just a game you must
1: be just emotional no it's so much deeper than that Mm -hmm. i think pointing out that aftercare is important is a very important thing because depending on your community aftercare is a very niche subject but when just as important as a session zero is to set expectation and boundaries and um where you're going to go in a story again that aftercare is very important whether you call it that or whatever you want to turn the phrase as you're going through an emotional process with these people and yeah if you don't communicate that you're losing a part of yourself because if you're not saying what you need to say if you're not processing what you need to process unless you' are so unless you're one of those people that gets capable of completely detaching yourself away from these characters which is that you that's awesome that's fantastic i've yet to meet a person that has two separate identities when it comes to being a player and their character and so yeah that aftercare is a very important thing because there's a lot of times where you kind of me especially i've finished sessions and everybody leaves and i'm sitting there and i'm like I I need to reach out to this person one-on-one because, like, this can't go unresolved, whether it be a positive or a negative emotion. Things need to be said here because you may not even plan on it resentment building, but if something doesn't go your way or something traumatic happens, you're – be honest. How likely are the people you're going to turn to in your immediate circles going to be able to process that information with you? As much as I adore my wife, she's not into TTRPG, so tolerate them. She'll play them with me, but she—I don't think she grasps the emotional connection I get into these characters because it's just not her. It's not her niche. It's not her thing. So when I'm here having a complete breakdown over my characters or the game. And yeah, she'll be there. She'll listen. She'll support me. But she doesn't understand that the depth that I exist inside those. So when you have a table that you're likely going to have similar feelings of to that degree, you need to be able to sit and have that conversation, whether as a group or one on one to process those complicated emotions, because otherwise you're going to have that one person. Your character dies, they get mortally wounded, they just get injured. Things don't go their way. They're going to sit there and you're going to feel a negative emotion of some capacity. And there's nothing wrong with that. You need to have the full spectrum of emotion being allowed at your tables. But if you don't process that, you just sit on it. You're going to come into that next game. You're not going to be excited. You're going to be negative, assuming the same things are going to happen or something worse is going to happen. And at that point, that's just more psychological damage that you're not only caring just in a game, that you're bringing in your day to day life because you didn't mm-hmm. take the time. Mm-hmm. Right. We're yeah. talking about important stuff over here. <laughs> don't look at me like that. Raymond says why? The cats don't get it. He's not no. providing <laughs> proper aftercare, he's being rude. <laughs> <laughs> made me lose my train of thought um but yeah all those things I said <laughs>
0: I just love that it, it like T you were saying that and it doesn't go your way you're gonna get like a negative emotion or you have a player that does that and it, it transforms like using ghost could take what might normally be oh well so and so got pissed because her character died but it then like. Opens that wound and reveals like really amazing, beautiful stories that have potential for a huge impact. If you just take time to
1: know why they're feeling pissy about it, like, because there's going to be something deeper there. And if there's something deeper there because of that, it's probably something in your day to day life that you're projecting onto the situation. And so even if you're not directly saying, oh, I'm acting this way because in real life, this is what's happening. You're just going to role play that character in that moment, in that situation, processing that. And you're going to step out of it, think to yourself oh, that's why I'm feeling this way. That's why I reacted like this. And it's just, I think it's a perfect avenue, especially for somebody like me. I don't handle my emotions properly. I will drink my emotions away. I will do anything other than be honest with myself about them. And this is a fantastic way for me to lie to myself. I'm like, oh, I'm playing a game, but really I'm going to work through those things that I need to work through, those things that I don't tell my spouse, the things I don't tell my therapist, the things I don't tell those closest to me because you're embarrassed, ashamed, whatever it might be, you have have a way for you to start with A to get to whatever letter you need to get to the process outset emotion. Absolutely. Uh, I know what we're doing this weekend. <laughs> Getting drunk and swallowing our emotions? Great idea. <laughs> Cry slash sleepover. <laughs> But no, I I do have to give you fantastic props um, because I explore TTRPGs on an endless basis Mm -hmm. uh, and I've yet to find anything even remotely close to something like this. Um, I'll always talk to people. I'm like, ah, there's nothing like this game. I'm like, I can name five off the top of my (laughs) head that I know you pulled ideas from. Um, But I read I read through Ghostfy and nothing. Obviously, there might be something out there that has a similar vein or avenue to it, but I can't name anything of the likes, and I'm excited to have something that I can confidently say that's going to go into my games personally, that Mm -hmm. is going to make me a better person, a better GM, DM, whatever game I feel like running. I have a fantastic tool to help me just elevate my game to help everybody else enjoy their experiences better.
0: So how do DMs implement ghost fight? Like, is it something where when that death happens, like the next session or immediately, do you just like, okay, everybody pull out your ghost fight cards? <laughs> or-
2: um, I mean, that that really comes down to, you know, the table. That might be something that a GM wants to consider implementing. <clears throat>
0: Jesus. You're right. Sorry. You pull out your ghost fight cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to play right now. Um,
2: right now. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's more of like, you know, th- there's just so much flexibility with this game to just bring it in when you feel it's right to. You know, it could be definitely something that you can set up for, um, you know, a separate time for you guys to have a, a, a one-on-one session. It can be like something that you can um, bring in immediately at the end of the game, or, you know, um, if you want to consider stopping your session at that moment or after the, you know, once you get to a, a, a good point, to, you know, utilize some of your, your game time to, to bring that in, um, you know, it really comes down to, you know, how the table wants to handle that. So that's, that's, that's just the beauty of it. It's just, you know, it's there when, and available when you need it and, you know, however you employ flexible. it, um, yeah, it's flexible. There's no, there's like no wrong answer essentially, you know, um, just whenever you feel it, it's appropriate or, um, um, relevant, you know, to, to bring it in, okay. you know, t- totally, You can bring it in or you can even bring this in at, you know, character creation. You know, if you want to explore building a character that um, is dealing with a loss or a death or or something like that, you can utilize this to you set up um, lore that, you know, your character might have, you know, because you might be taking a a grief wound into your character story. And that might be the story that you're carrying along with you. Um, so you can, you can set, found, you know, this could be at the beginning, at the end, you know, wherever you feel it appropriate. So there, you know, there's a lot of opportunity around what you can utilize this for. Um, so yeah, again, there's no, there's no wrong answer. Um, but yeah, it just comes down to your personal preference.
1: We, uh, so referencing back to the first game we played together, it was a game, it was my first homebrew game called Kingdom Come, um, and about halfway through the campaign, It could have been my anxiety. It could have been um, actual emotions going on at the table. But I felt at the table, there was just a fuck ton of tension. I was like, there's so much going on. Things aren't being processed. So I forced the characters to do a therapy arc. And quite literally, I had ever, I think we played like five or six sessions of these characters going to a therapist and playing out different. Like the only one I can really remember uh was like one of the characters like in their brain they all went to like a summer camp to process their emotions it was one of those things because i was like the concept of the campaign was like dealing with the seven evils um and so they had gone through like three or four of the sins and conquered them um but it got to the point where everybody was just like there were there's bitterness with each other. And I was like, how do I bring back the enjoyment to the characters? Like they just need a way to process these emotions. So I thought therapy was the answer. Uh, and then as you would expect with men talking about their emotions, um, one of the characters uh, ended up with a wish spell from the deck of many things uh, and then had him them forget the entire therapy arc. <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was going to give me. you one fact about this individual and it's going to make complete sense he's in the military wow. <laughs> he's the uh, min-maxer he's uh, also the min-maxer I, that is. <laughs> <laughs> and so as I read this I was like I could have done that arc so much better
0: <laughs> but Wrath of Khan says uh, Kit needed this after the crane accident in our own campaign my first homebrew um, we're using Fate core to tell the story and one of my characters accidentally made a huge tragedy happen <laughs> and she was not okay and now I'm thinking shit like I, I was a bad GM in that moment I should have done more to help her process those but like selfishly I'm like ooh, I can't wait for her to have to deal with these emotions live on the next session <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of I kind of believe that um, I guess this episode's not quite out yet. Maybe it's up next week that because we didn't deal with that emotions, maybe more fully in that moment, the next session, she was a clam. Mm -hmm. Like T, you kept asking about like what happened. And like, normally I would expect her to say more, but I don't even think she knew what to say because
1: she hadn't been, been given the chance to fully process that in a safe space, and I love that from like an outside perspective, like somebody that doesn't play TTRPGs would listen to this or look at that snare and be like, "Why do you care? Like, if this is all make believe. What are you worried about?" Yeah. But to anybody that plays a TTRPG that understands any level of empathy with their character, to mm-hmm. like sit there and co- process the concept of like causing the again it's just npcs like the characters that would have died didn't even have names like they're just figments of a figment of an imagination that a real life person got emotionally invested and upset over that directly impacted two week later recording session because this is something that when you're emotionally invested in something it makes a difference and like bozer pointed out When you don't process those emotions, whether you realize your character is going to do something like that, because of the the person feeling emotions playing said character, unintended consequences are going to come from those situations. Totally.
0: So all in all, we are so glad that you took time and used that big brain of yours (laughs) to create something like this. And we're going to do our best to help spread the word because... Like already we've thought of countless opportunities that this would have been helpful for our few campaigns we've done together. Think how many tables there are playing right now that need things like this right now. Totally.
2: Yeah. And yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just so that you can have the support, uh, you know, and to just, you know, keep building those those skills so that you can be the best, you know, person at the table, you know, to, you know, give better opportunities, you know, for, you um, to tell those stories and to to share how grief affects, you know, individual characters and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> um and, and I'm glad that I've I mean, yeah. Hugely inexpensive.
1: Oh yeah, it's very cheap.
0: Three bucks. <laughs> totally. Three dollars, yeah. y'all.
1: Do
0: so you if you haven't already
1: doing, uh, and, uh, physical copies at all.
2: Um, I, I would love to do physical copies. Um, that's definitely something in the future, especially as I continue to um, build out more different things and supplements and stuff like that. It's definitely um, one of my future goals is to to bring um, this this one into uh, a published space. So it's definitely hopefully maybe by the end of this year there might
1: be some physical Fantastic. options. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm um, a physical whore. I like everything having feeling for my oh, Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, physical whore.
0: um the the special edition ghost though comes with limited edition cover by dungeon glitch and three alternative play modes what are the
1: three alternative play modes better buy and find out
2: um well yeah better better (laughs) come uh buy them and find out um yeah there's just um there's just different ways that i wanted that just kind of maybe more of like challenges when you're thinking about certain things um like like i mentioned there's like um there's spite that comes in with playing this when you're like working through this stuff and you're unsuccessful yeah. and that resentment kind of builds in the character when, when things aren't going their way. So, um, I, I have a version called corruption where, um, where you're dealing with a character who's already on high spite, um, and how you kind of work through those, you know, already being a very frustrated, very angry, very bitter kind of character towards, you know, like, especially if you uh, if your character is very unsatisfied with being dead, you know um you can kind of work you look at those kinds of aspects of already being you know very frustrated and how you bring those that resentment into how you work through those those themes um i got ones that are more like versions of um like being alive you know like you know especially when i mentioned like orpheus you know there are characters that are um human beings who are still living that have the uh Uh, capabilities of becoming a ghost and that's because they've experienced like near-death experiences and stuff like that so you know how does you're still alive but you've had like a brush in with death you know how does that shape your character how does that change your character how does that make them reconsider some of the things that they're doing how do they find what's important to them really at the end of the day, you know, especially when, you know, when you brush up against hard experiences, you know, you start to reprioritize things. So, you know, there's one called near death experience where you can kind of look at those themes. Um, And then like the last one, um, um, is just your ability to, uh, to see ghosts and kind of being able to talk with the manifestation Um, Instead of being um, somebody who's experiencing death, maybe sitting with somebody else who is experiencing that and how you can necessarily uh, how you can become somebody who can sit with uncomfortable experiences as well and work through those uh, with with somebody else who is on the other end of dealing with that, you know, Um, in a way of being able to be that friend or that ally who can can sit with difficult moments and support you in difficult moments and, you know, so you start looking at those themes through the the lens of somebody else, you know, and how you can support that, or you know, allow them to not gain those spites and those bitterness, you know, help them work through letting go, um, and ultimately saying goodbye to a friend that you've come to see in a different way or shape or form, um, and you know, finding catharsis also in loss, you know, because um, you're 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 going to go on this bit of this journey with this this character. Um, so yeah, so th- th- those, those kind of things anchored in, in the, the, the main core book core of pulling cards and stuff like that, but just a, an alternate version to kind of look at even more variations to the experience that, you know, of, around death and grief and how you engage with it, um, or, or how do you overcome it? You know, when you're dealing with like anger and frustration and bitterness, um, yeah. So those are, those are the main, th- uh, main three.
1: I'm very curious. Have you, to your knowledge, put this in front of a mental health professional?
2: Uh, no, I actually haven't really uh, haven't done um, any sensitivity uh, reads in, in in that aspect where you know, um, seeing how a professional might want to uh, resonates with this kind of stuff. Um, I just tried to to handle it with as much care as possible. You know, with the disclaimer that you know this game should always be handled with care as right, well. Right. Yeah.
1: As Um, somebody who's not a mental health professional in the slightest, I feel like it has a very good, like I said, a very good way to help process one's emotions. So I'm very curious to know from a mental health perspective, like if there's anything from like a professional, like hey, wave you tweak this or don't do this type. I'm very curious to see like how close to like nailing it on the head you were. Because again, I feel like you did a fantastic job navigating this in a way for people to process this. And, a, and again, because let's be honest, in this TTRPG community, there's going to be a lot of cliches that are going to be individuals that will not process their emotions okay. and will not feel like it's their responsibility to do so. And I feel like this is just a great way for you to trick people into bettering themselves. Like, hey, guys, let's, just, yeah. let's play a game real quick. No, no, it's just a game. It's fine. It's you yet. don't self-actualize at all. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I am so happy that we got to hang out tonight.
1: Yes.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is great.
0: (laughs) Um, And if anybody already hasn't used command death, if you're watching live here on Twitch or YouTube, or if you're watching back on YouTube or podcast, the links are below where you can go to Gumroad, find not only Ghostfy, but... Um the other great TTRPGs like we lick toad goblins, salads <laughs> and sandwiches. Um, I love there's a hundred insightful questions to ask your next character.
2: Yes. So there's that's, not
0: only a resource for ending your character, but for beginning.
2: Yes, yeah. That that's a series that I'm I'm about to kick off with. So um as the the, the next few weeks go by, I'm gonna be releasing um for free 10, 10 uh, centric questions around um different things um uh, that are emotionally driven that are environmentally driven and personally driven so questions nice. about how you interact with the world how you interact with sadness yeah. anger frustration being envious um those kinds of things so though know, if you keep uh, on an eye on my gumroad those will eventually uh slowly um trickle out um and even today i i actually today i just released uh, a campaign setting and an adventure for orbital blues uh Called Fortuna Major, which is a moon, oh, yeah, in oh, yeah. yeah, Moon Colony City. Um, uh, because I'm a very avid fan of uh of Orbital Blues, which is um, uh a game about uh sad bo- sad space cowboys, which, <laughs> which is amazing. I've been one of my favorite ones, but it looks at uh, character flaws and and wounds and stuff like that and what makes a cowboy so sad. Um, so uh yeah, I just released something like that. So uh, if you follow me on my GovRoad, I'm I'm Posting a bunch of stuff uh, uh, in the coming year. Fantastic. Yeah.
1: We
0: are now subscribed. Oh, thank you. Uh, Officially.
1: I'm a little bitter that Bowser's excited about the 100 insightful questions because we did a City of Mist campaign. uh, Mm -hmm. And to help the players get a better understanding of the characters, I'd ask them one question a week. Like, hey, what's your character's favorite ice cream flavor? And every one of these bastards fought me tooth and nail every week (laughs) to answer such simple questions. I'm like, I just want you to help round out your character. What was your first pet's name? Favorite ice cream? And they fought me every
0: week. (laughs) No, because it felt like those might be easy questions just to make up. But then if you make that up, it felt like you could have such a larger reverberation on the rest of the character. And I wasn't ready to answer
2: you never had a pet
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was never given a name, says I never given a name. <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know about y'all but I could use a little bit of a palate cleanser after tonight's deep talk hell yeah <laughs> totally. Uh, this is Mrs. Bowser's great idea I had some other idea for a game at the end of the night and then just off the cuff she comes up with this glorious idea Oh, so so okay. we are going to write an obituary
1: as a mad lib. <laughs> God, now I got to remember what a fucking adverb versus a noun is or adjective. What? See, I can't even remember. Is adverb a thing? That doesn't sound right. Oh, you think I got that deep? That's cute. I ah, Thank God. I'm going to have to be hey. out here Googling what is... <laughs> We're gonna change up the music just to lighten the mood.
2: Just uh, yeah.
1: Are these YouTube
2: Oh, Yeah, I
0: like this. They are because uh I got them not from YouTube. <laughs> now that we're a partner, we have to be like actual cautious about it. And so No, I know I know the struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, this is all proved to you. Went through proper channels. Um, okay. So here's how it works. I've got an obituary um it's not from a real person doesn't exist i had ai write me the template
1: somewhere um, somewhere it doesn't exist <laughs> sometimes somewhere Did you just like are we never have
0: <laughs> um so as i read or first i'm going to collect a series of adjectives verbs nouns um you're going to give them to me and then at the end i'm going to read the obituary that you guys together created are you ready?
1: No. <laughs> Absolutely ready.
0: Okay, first, um, I need an adjective. Ending in I-N-G. So like a description word T, ending in
1: I-N-G. See, I immediately went to verb. That's an action word. I am aware. That's why I got confused and then I forgot any adjective that ever existed ever. Okay. <laughs> I have not Uh, been in school in more years than I care to admit right now. Glistening, thanks Izzy Iggy. There we go. Chat, feel free to chime in. And glistening, yes, help us out.
0: (laughs) Okay, Um, I need another adjective. No, I'm. I'm deciding if I want to add in like a color. Like, uh, I'd like an adjective that. It has low energy. Uh, But it's an obituary. It's an obituary. still a lot of the words are like, you know, lower frequency
1: of describe. That did not give me any further clarification. (laughs) He's just throwing words together. I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Don't worry, guys. That's how I live my life. Okay, give me one more describer word Uh, glistening. Glizzing like a
0: glizzy <laughs> that's a hot dog for anybody that <laughs> is wondering <laughs> okay um this person needs a name <laughs> uh
2: jacob oh, I...
1: jacob what
2: oh he needs a last name
1: oh damn yeah
2: that, that's 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 a GM's nightmare
0: right now. You're asking. Yep. Me. You can check out cantina13.com. Mythos logos generator created specifically for our "City of Myth" campaign, but I use it every day for a great name and description of of what they look like. Uh,
2: heart. H a r t. it
0: Okay. Take it. Um, uh, give me a date, like uh. A date of the calendar.
1: Oh, I see I almost said picnic. (laughs) (laughs) No what? I'm taking it. Um
0: I need a noun, like a person, place, or thing.
1: I don't
2: know what I mean.
1: Does anybody else's brain nouns. just stopped during these yeah, yeah yeah no no totally i was like i don't, don't you're ask googling you're now asking you yeah, no to generate <laughs> nouns
0: <laughs> aren't you no park. <laughs> park park okay um another noun skates
1: and one more ice rink <laughs>
0: Who just made this person, person was <laughs> quite the uh mm-hmm. Um okay, a different date of the calendar.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Kwanzaa. I <laughs> oh, should just gonna say January. <laughs> right? <laughs> <That worked. laughs>
0: Jacob Hart. Um
1: I need a feeling word, like an emotion, lustful. Yeah. Okay. I'm very scared to know where any of this is going. Say, <gasps> um, give me a hobby. Disc golf. Oof. god! just triggered my wife. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'm I'm taking. <laughs> I'm taking AI suggestions when it, it created its own Mad Lib. Um, can you give me a list of a few notable qualities, achievements, or passions? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <It's>...
1: <laughs> what were they remembered for? Elementary honor roll. Perfect attendance.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and one more.
2: Um,
1: Kicking a dog down a well.
2: <laughs> um, What's thing? What are? They, what he's known for? Mud um,
1: wrestling. <laughs> Mud wrestling. Have, okay. World go.
2: heavyweight champion.
0: <laughs> oh lord. Um, I need a. Uh, Distinctive personality traits.
2: I'm
1: a little concerned why my first thought was racist. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> you need ghost
0: fight. Yeah, Go work that out.
1: I'm, I'm working science. through some things over here. Apparently,
0: yeah. Is that emotion. Um. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like. Like. Um. Like a distinctive personality trait for T would be like sarcasm, or
1: yeah, conspiracy theorist.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm going to recolor that a little bit different. Yeah, with low uh, frequency. Yeah, there we go. <clears throat> uh, Jacob Hart. Um. Give me a family member. Uncle. Like a, Okay. There you go. And what is the uncle's name?
2: Oh, goodness. Names. Um.
1: Kirk.
0: Kirk. Turk. 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 <laughs> Love it. Um, a past tense verb ending in like E-D.
2: Sorry.
1: Skipped. <laughs> okay. Um,
0: What did he do as a job? What was his career? An electrician. Okay. west um give me an action word so
1: <laughs> any verb i don't think i like mad libs i don't think i f- ever feel more dumb than when trying to think of any <laughs> word in the english language uh, attack mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say deliver. Great! Shout out my wife's Attack on Titan poster directly in front of my face. Perfect. Um, one more calendar date.
0: Um, June. <laughs> and uh, give me a place.
1: Um, Dairy Queen. <laughs> okay. How long is this obituary? Um, Jesus Christ,
0: there's there, just a couple more. A couple more. Um, give me a group of items or a, a thing, any sort of noun, trinkets, okay. <laughs> just just another word for money. That is yeah. a collection of things. <laughs> um, Guys. give me one more thing, Barbies.
1: Yes. Mm
0: uh feeling well bitter spiteful
1: oh there we go
0: you guys are on the same
1: page (laughs)
0: uh and two more feelings and then you're done bashful
2: um smitten
1: So your text is concerning.
0: (laughs) Because the text, like the context, doesn't always work like the tense of it. So I'm like, wait, what is the correct tense of smitten? Are you ready to hear your (laughs) smutton? (laughs) Mutton. Nope. I feel like that's something else.
1: Very much so. (laughs)
0: All right, here is the obituary that you and AI wrote together. You ready? No, I don't think so, but go. Yes i got to bring back my uh, my sad music for this. Okay, ready? In glistening memory, it is with glistening hearts that we announce the passing of Jacob Hart, who departed this world on picnic. (laughs) He left behind a legacy of parks, skates, and cherished ice drinks that will forever remain etched in the hearts of his friends and family. Born on Kwanzaa, Jacob Hart lived a life marked by unwavering lust for his loved ones oh and and his disc golf community. He will be remembered for his elementary honor roll, perfect attendance, mud wrestling, and demonstrating a spirit of paranoia. Jacob Hart is survived by his beloved uncle, Turk Hart, who will forever hold dear to the precious moments shared with him. He also skipped the lives of several countless others through his electrician career, leaving an indelible impact on the community. Friends and family are invited to attack at the memorial service, which will be held on June, (laughs) at the Dairy Queen. (laughs) In lieu of flowers, please send trinkets. (laughs) May his soul find Barbies, and may the memory of his remarkable life provide bitterness to those who mourn his passing. Jacob Hart will deeply be missed, but forever remembered as a source of bashfulness and smutton. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know much about Jacob, but I think it might be benefit to society that he might be dead. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you're, you're gonna lie. Be as a lot. whole that it's, he's probably good. He's gone.
2: What a, what a spectrum of things!
1: <laughs> the spectrum is a he great way to put that. Spectrum.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Eli, thank yes. you so much for tonight. This thank was a me. magical conversation
2: well thank you thank you for having me i appreciate it this is great
0: (laughs) oh excuse me like honestly i just love all the guests that come on the show somehow they're all the most amazing human beings creating the most amazing things and you've created uh quite the bar to set or to hit for the next person um i'm really excited to a order this and be Utilize it as soon as possible To the next cloudscape It's just going to be some like emotional Actual therapizing You're <laughs> Rather than later if we're being honest Oh yes Yes you're going to need ghostfy I think in the next couple of sessions Oh
1: Dev that, f- that felt like a threat
0: You're a going bad. to need ghostfy if I have anything to say about it, <laughs> um, uh, welcome, Rocco, End. <laughs> that's uh, quite the first-time chat. Yeah, I don't know if you're a bot or what. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, right.
1: I to delete it because that was my first thought. But I was like, I don't know. That's a pretty unique take for it to be a bot. Huh. <laughs> we are going to take all this great energy. Um,
0: how about to uh, XX Brandy? Playing Alan Wake.
1: Such a good game.
0: Um, uh, Eli, thank you so much. Uh, yes, thank you for having me <laughs> just updated on all the great things that are coming. Because, like you said, you just released a new Orbital Blues today. Yes. Well, we didn't even talk about it.
2: No, we didn't. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Um, but yeah, no, that for
1: next time.
2: Yeah, I'll be back for sure. Um yeah no uh, definitely I I'm everywhere and anywhere around the internet so it's not hard to find w- what I'm doing <laughs> or what I'm about um so yeah definitely you'll be
0: able to catch me when I when things are coming rolling about um, Fantastic <laughs> Um guys stick around for the raid to Brandy's channel but until next time I am Bozer I'm T and I'm Eli <laughs> and you just keep Deacon you know. out. out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, sure. uh, t- well.